Welcome back to Self-Revelations. It's your boy B-Dab. And I am Juan Moreno. Juan Avelli, how you been feeling? How's everything been going this past couple weeks? Great, man. I've been feeling good. You know, just uh, kind of we were talking about it a little bit earlier before we started recording that, you know, I'm feeling good. Like, I feel like I'm in my element. Like, everything is just getting together. Like, I feel like I've been building a brick wall, brick by brick, since I was like 16. Even though I was at that time still learning a lot and still reacting off of emotions and doing things that I didn't necessarily was a reflection of me, but the emotions and the way I handled things was the way I was doing it with either relationships, with any type of relationship. So it's not, I feel like sometimes we say relationship, it means, oh, like, oh, your girlfriend or like the girlfriends you had in the past, but it's like the relationship that you had with yourself and the relationship that you had that reflected yourself to others. So I believe that from from when I was 16 to now, like that brick wall is coming together. Now I'm going to have to move to the other side, like build another brick wall. Like I feel like everything is just coming together. My leadership, my philosophies are like who I want to be is like starting to now become intact. Like part of me now, like there was times where I wasn't patient and now I'm becoming way more patient than I am now than before. The way I speak to people, the way I articulate myself, my terminology, my terminology when it comes to um, communication, communication is like now like has excelled to the point where I can articulate myself well to the point where anybody could understand and I can speak to somebody at any level within like language and not have any um, hiccups or not, or get nervous. Like I'm I'm just comfortable, I'm like in my own skin now, mm-hmm. to the point where now it's kind of weird when you hear things like people saying, like I heard it today, like, oh, you're one of the best people I've, I've ever known or like your leadership, the way you are, the way you carry yourself and you're open, like the stuff that you talk about, like you work your thoughts through people, like whatever. If I'm struggling with something, I speak it to people and try to figure out, like, is it truly how I feel or is it emotions in the way? And I work through a thought and then I end up realizing that, oh, I was reacting off of emotion or I'm being impatient or like these same things that I wanted to work on when I was 16. Those same thoughts that would trigger me are still there. But now the noise and me being in those thoughts have gotten lower and lower. So, and I'm able to like work through that. I could talk to anybody of like what I'm dealing with and ask them how they deal with it or what they feel. And I will adapt myself. Uh, that would make me figure out what I'm not seeing with conversation with people. So like my growth is like, it's just, it's just climbing every, like my, my momentum is just going. And I know like, like bad stuff is going to happen. It's inevitable. It's like part of life. That's kind of what makes you. And that's kind of life. Things happen. You don't, I don't like the, the look of, oh, life isn't fair. Like, I just think life is life. Like whatever comes in front of you, you have to adapt and, you know, go through it. Like in order to, you know, get through it, you got to go through it. So I believe that like, like facing the man in the mirror, like deciding who I want to be trying to be the best version of myself, doing it day by day and being open to knowing that I'm not perfect and I'm working through these things has put me in this position that 
other people look at me at a higher level. But in the same, but at the same time, I'm just like you. Like I literally struggle with the same shit you do. I just maybe I might have a different approach, and I've you know tapped in with myself now more than ever. Yeah. So I think everything's just unfolding like perfectly. Yeah, for sure. And everything's not going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. You know, you're going to deal with adversity in whatever field you're in. So I definitely, you know, commend you because, you know, when we first started this podcast and you were going through it and you were going through your emotions and stuff like that, you voiced how you were feeling, but you were still in grind mode. You know what I mean? And then when you went back to work, you were still grinding. You were still doing your thing. You were still doing the best you could do for your family at the time. So, you know, I can respect that. Um in that instance, you know, and, you know, one thing I want to ask you, like, like, what do you think is like tougher, like dealing with stuff when everything's going good or when everything's going bad? That's great. Cause I was thinking about that. Like today at work, I was just driving, you know, just like, I felt just so good. Just like, I don't know, like cause we, where I work at, it's like, um, temperature controlled. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 30 degrees in there so it's pretty chilly but it doesn't feel as bad as you might think like it feels like good though like you just like especially how hot it is right now over here at central valley to then being in like i'm just so grateful where i work at is temperature cooled Mm -hmm. so i'm never sweating in there unless i'm like you know doing manual labor but i don't do that no more so now i'm in leadership so i mostly manage and delegate while managing and delegating I was just breezing through the aisles, making sure everybody's okay and, like, who needs what. And, hey, I need you to do this right now, delegating things. I was like, man, I just feel just so thankful. I feel so good, like, because I just remember, you know, just a few months ago, January, when we first started doing this, or last year, too, and the times that I've, you know, dealt with, like, moments of struggle, to be at this moment where everything just feels, like, great. It's like, you know what? It's so easy to tap in and you know watch all these leadership videos and trying to approve myself working out is easier going on a run now is easier because i feel good but then i look back at when i was struggling i was still doing this even i tapped into it more though like i was meditating more when i was struggling i was running more i was i was getting myself out the out of that rut like i knew that oh yeah there's these things that would help me when I was feeling good and things that would help me with clarity and bring me peace. So it's about how, how are you when things aren't going well? Like when you're struggling, like emotionally, maybe physically, I mean, mentally and emotionally kind of tie in when things are like, seems like everything is just coming down. There's health problems within maybe yourself or your family work. Your loved one is now, you know, got into a accident and, like you were just on this like climb, this peak, and now you just go straight down to a downfall. It feels like, like how are you then? Like well, that's I think that's where your character. Like how are you when times get tough, and how do you respond? Because bad things are always gonna happen, but it's more like how do you respond to that circumstance and that situation? I think that's what builds character. It's how, like it's so easy to, to do all the right things when you feel good, mm. but. Can you do the right things when things are going wrong? Mm-hmm. I think that's what really speaks of who you are. That's where, like, I like kind of like how you were saying, like, I respect that. I want to know that person. I'm mm-hmm. trying to talk to the person that struggles, like, continuously or in life. I want to talk to that person because that's somebody who I can learn something from, not the person that never struggled. 
Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck am I gonna learn from you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Nothing. Um, yeah, and that's you know going back to one of the things that you know we were talking about earlier. Like, you know, that adversity is gonna build character. It's gonna build your foundation of of you as a person. You know, if if something happened and you can't deal with it and you fold, you know what I mean. That that's that's gonna define you. You know what I mean. You you folded when the pressure was applied. You know what I mean. But if you come out of the other side of it and you don't let it corrupt you or you don't let it have you too down or too too high or too low, you know, pressure makes diamonds. You know what I mean. You're gonna come out on that other side, stronger person, stronger woman, stronger man. You know, you feel what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yeah. I think about that too. It's like, I think we always forget the moments that you struggled with something and now years go by or months go by and now you're good at it. Like if you think about it, remember the first time you did a backpedal and then look at you now with the backpedal, like you forget like how you first started. Like you were, you know, you you fell back cause you were going too fast or, you know, you hit, you step on a pothole behind mm-hmm. you or, and like you're, you were too high, not low. Like your knees weren't bending, your back wasn't straight. You know, you weren't like you think about those times and you forget. Like you were once a beginner, and like you you once had things that you weren't good at, and now you're like a professional. And like yeah. now you're able to manage your emotions better. You're able to handle yourself good. I think we forget that. I think that's that's a good a, a reminder to have with struggle too. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're feeling good, but just remember those times where it was tough and you made it through that. Like and that's something you could build on. Like yeah. when I look at myself at the most hopeless moments that I had in my life, to the moment where I thought like suicidal and I I would be driving, I think about just turning the car and ramming that wall, like, or just you know let you just take the wheel and let's see where it goes, like. And doing, having those thoughts, being in that situation, everything's just not going my way, being confused, not knowing who you are, looking in the mirror and just breaking down because you just hated yourself. like, And, like, you letting yourself be in that situation to then go get over that one time, from my personal, like, experience, like, getting over it that one time, just open the door. Like, if you can get through this, you can get through anything now. Like, if you can get out of your own way, because it's all in your head. I think people forget to people try to look for like external like healings. You try to look for a guru that that will help you solve. It. You look for a doctor that's going to help you with your mental health. You're looking for all these other things outside. But people don't realize like at the end of the day, you're the healer. Like you get to adapt yourself. You nobody knows you more than you do. At least when it comes to your feeling of like what you feel inside when you eat or when you think a certain way. Or when you handle a situation, when you hear feedback or somebody critiques you, people don't realize, like, you're the healer in your journey. Everything else that's external, it just helps you along the journey if you plan and attract correctly what you want to be and what you want to work on. So I think it's just like a a beautiful thing that we forget to, like, you know. Life is good right now, but remember those moments that build you to where you're at right now. And then when you go through another hurdle, because it's, it's life, it's inevitable. You're going to go through another situation that's going to be right in a similar territory. Life is going to test you. Like, you know, how, you know, yeah, it's easy to do shit when you feel good. Like, how, how do you feel now? How you feel, you know, not the best? Like, that's when you really got to tap into that again. Exactly, exactly. And that goes for every situation. You can't enjoy the sunshine without the rain. You know, um, 
so when it comes to that, you know, uh, like you said earlier, like in relationships, you're going to deal with stuff. You're going to, you guys are going to have some sort of conflict. You guys are ha- going to have some sort of problem, you would say, you know, no matter how big or small, but it doesn't mean you have a bad relationship. Just because you have a bad experience at work doesn't mean the job's shitty. You know what I mean? It's all your perspective and how you deal with these things that are are right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to fold or are you going to keep pushing? And at the end of the day, majority of the times, when you keep pushing and you grind, you put your head down, you're going to come out on top. It's just a matter of when. Like, that's one thing I was thinking about, too. It's like, um, that's why I'm so open. I'm honest. And frankly, I feel like that's the best thing to do is just to be like, be true to you and be open about um, whatever you're struggling with. Or like, there's going to be times where you're going to say something. You have the best intentions, but you just do it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and I have that all the damn time. And my mm-hmm. biggest test is uh, the women I'm with. That's mm-hmm. like where I learn a lot. That's like when I, when I really want to hear myself or I want to tap into how I sound. Uh, I listen to the the woman that I'm with, their response to what I'm saying. I feel like sometimes I come too much, uh, like an, I don't want to say like an asshole, but I I mean well. I just sometimes I get frustrated because something's not being done when I had already like I'm the type of person like you tell me one time I'll make sure I like I, it's instilled in my head like I'm gonna make sure I do this because I've already heard it and I don't want to hear it again. So like I'm gonna be on it right. Not everybody's like that. And sometimes maybe the way I said it the first time might not resonate well. And maybe it sounds like I'm maybe enabling somebody to not reciprocate what I'm saying fully, like how important it is to do something. Mm-hmm. And so and that's why I always like I put it on me more than anyone. Mm-hmm. So I look into myself. How can I articulate this better? How can I phrase this in the best way so I can get the right outcome? And, like, I always look at YouTube videos on, like, how to, like, you know, come up with better ways to communicate something. Because I know I'm not the – I feel like I'm a, a good communicator, but I know I can be better. And I will always have that. Even when people tell me I'm a great communicator, like, I just know I'm a good communicator. Mm-hmm. And I could always improve it. So – and I'm, I'm, open, I'm open about it. And, like, I was struggling with, I think the last podcast, I was talking about how I would push my morale and I was impatient with uh, the women that was in my, the woman that's, that woman that's in my life. And we had a, a walk, just me and, and my lady, a couple of days ago. And I was just seeing, like, we had a conversation on Sunday, like a pretty deep conversation on how I felt that I was being unfair and she was brutally honest to me. She was like, you know what? So there's times where you just sound like narcissistic and like your responses. And I'm like, damn. I was like, I never heard that before. Mm. I never had somebody tell me that inside in that moment. I was like, I'm not fucking narcissistic. Like mm. I'm, I'm the complete opposite of that. But then I really thought about it. And I was like, well, if she's going to tell me that my responses makes her feel narcissistic, then that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And this is somebody who I don't need to be as skeptical with. Like she's somebody who's like honest with me. So I took that and listened. And I was like, damn, like shit. Maybe I am uh, sometimes being narcissistic. So I had to work on like, you know, looking into myself and seeing like what I can do 
to then, you know, work on that and be open about it. And then I took some time to like think to myself going to run and I was like, holy crap, this is another same pattern you've dealt with before with all the women in your life. Like, I don't know if it's like abandonment issues or I don't know if it's um, something that I just don't know on the top of my head yet. I'm working through this. And then I just think about like, holy crap, I've done this with all the women in my life. Like after a certain time of being together for a while, it almost becomes like mundane to me where I start to get too used to them. And I don't like um, maybe value them as much. Value them as much. I, maybe some maybe you could say I lose respect. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that and I, I was like, you know, I, I but and while thinking about this, she knows this. I've told her while I'm working through this thought on that walk and I was like, Well, I've been doing this. Like and I I I figured out the reason why, at least currently what I think it is, is that it's all lovey dovey in the first beginning three years or two years. But after amount of time you always being with that person too much, you kind of lose track of the things that brought you curiosity of that person. Like you always, like the first beginning stage, you know, you want to know everything about them. And you're like, you know, like, oh, you know, you're so curious about them that the love is like super high. And I felt that the moment that I didn't take the time to do the things that I wanted to do, like by myself, like go go on a run by myself, go work out by myself, go hang out with my friends by myself, go with my family by myself. The moment I stopped doing that and I was just all, always just me and her, I think I started to normalize her being around too much that instead of me being curious about what she has to say or like about her life and like me asking questions, it got to the point where I felt like I just know her. And so I'm more analyzing her and trying to help her be better. And I'm, I, I was pushing my strengths onto her because I'm always around her to the point where it became detrimental now. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I do the things, be in solitude again, like do these things because it will only strengthen the relationship instead of hurt it. Especially mm-hmm. if you're like communicating like, hey, I need this mm-hmm. in order for this relationship to work or else I'm going to keep doing this like narcissistic thing. Yeah. So that's the one thing that I learned how important space is between partners. Like you need to have time for yourself mm-hmm. and t- and she needs to have time. You know, you, you spend time with her family she spends times with your family, but then you spend time with your family by yourself, and then she spends times with her family, and you know you you guys friends get together, her friends get together with your friends and stuff like that. Like you need to have that, like that that um that that type of relationship to then make the relationship stronger and like that happy medium. That happy medium, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I learned. Like I kind of got away of that. Yeah. So and that's I, why I commend you for 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 that because it's hard to take criticism and stuff like that mm-hmm. and internalize that and not act out of emotion and not turn into a negative thing. You know what I mean? You you analyze it. You took what she was saying in. you took it serious and you're like, wow, like you sat back and was like, wow, maybe I am doing that. Maybe I am putting my strengths onto you, you know, and let me actually look at the things she brings to the table rather than what she doesn't. So, you know, that's definitely respectable. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. You know, the average person doesn't do that. And, you know, telling, you know, like, you know, respect on her and from telling you, you know, what you need to hear and not what you wanted to hear. You know, because she could have easily just said, oh, no, it's fine. Like, you're good. Like, oh, I don't want to start an argument. Or or you tell her, like, oh, babe, like, actually, no, you're good. Like, like I just said that out of emotion. But 
you guys are both honest, open and honest with each other, and you guys both can take criticism. So it was just a happy, happy mesh, happy medium. And um, going back to what you said about, you know, having your space with your partner, most definitely, bro, you know, too much of anything is is going to be detrimental. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? No matter how much you guys like each other. You know, some people need space to breathe. Some people like clingy. Some people don't. You know what I mean? So it just all depends on, you know, that instance. Yeah. I think people forget, too. It's like, you know, you were doing all these things, like hanging out with your friends, doing all that. And then you get in a relationship with somebody who's doing the same thing with themselves. Mm-hmm. And then every so often you guys get together, like every once a week or every, you know, twice a week or maybe three four times a month like that is like will make it so worthwhile every time you will be together because you'll be together in the moment because you guys are doing other things and when you guys experience each other for that one time in that week whatever it would just spice it up like there's like a curiosity desire of wanting to be together and i think that's why it's so important like because i'm a type of person i love being by myself i love doing things by myself i love like running walking and you know, even playing like some games sometimes, or I, I just love being by myself. I think I get a lot of value in that. I think mm-hmm. I lost track of doing that, so that's why these certain patterns would like happen naturally. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay, now I know what it is, and now I need to make sure that I communicate this without her feeling like, oh, I need my space, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to be with other women because that's not it. It's more like, you know, if I want this relationship to work, I need to do this mm. or else this is not going to work long term. Yeah. Facts, mm-hmm. facts, facts. No, I, I definitely understand that, like, especially when it comes to having your own time. Because um, I know me, like, I'm in my head a lot. And when I'm around people or too many energies, it affects mine. You know what I'm saying? You dig what I'm saying? Like, if people, whether if people are trauma dumping or whatever it may be, like, after dealing with all these people or the stories or whatever it may be, I need to get back to myself and get back to whether if I'm meditating or whether if I just need to come sit down and be in my own thoughts, I need to get into my realm and, and basically flesh everything out. You know what I'm saying? Like, not like saying I'm going in my room and crying and shit, but I need to like, you know, decompress from everything. And that's, that's most definitely important, bro. Like I I just think like in the times in my life, why I learned the most about myself or about anything is when I was by myself. You know what I mean? Like, I just I just know that when when you sit in a room by yourself and whether you're dealing with something or any situation and you figure out that problem on your own, it just makes you feel 10 times better, bro. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what about it. It's like it's like an adrenaline rush, like, damn, like, I got through this, like, like how you got through your depression and your anxieties, or you got through a situation in relationships or stuff like that, and, or maybe it was like, hey, I'm an, I'm an asshole, right, how am I gonna be better to people, like, how am I gonna treat people, you know, I, I know someone said to me, I forgot who it was, it's like, you're only as good as how you treat people that can't do nothing for you, so, if you're treating everybody like shit or people that, oh, they can't, they can't offer me nothing. I'm going to treat them like shit. What does that say about your character and how you are? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have a hard time doing that too. Cause sometimes, I mean, I think I'm very good at that. Like definitely, um, offering value. My, my biggest, I was thinking about this yesterday too. And I kind of got the analogy from, um, Gary V cause he wrote a book called jab, jab hook. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with that philosophy, like give more, and uh receive less like you know Mm -hmm. 
give more value to the other people and then um, just take a little bit, like just take a little bit, but give more value. I think I look at that like is in a business perspective, value perspective, marketplace perspective, relationship. It's like give more value to the person, product, business and expect less and like want less back or, you know, have this uh, thing. It's like a momentum thing. I feel like because at the end of the day for myself, I don't really need much. I mean, there's things that I desire that I want, but when I, in reality, I think about it, I really want like a lot of things for, to see the other people around me to enjoy them. Like I'm not doing it necessarily for myself. Like a lot of things, like all my goals, like if you were to dissect all the things that I want, they're all like in the realm of like hospitality. Like I want the big house just to invite my family and friends over for like events and stuff like that. Then I'm gonna have a nice house where people get married there. Like, like I want like a house like that, an acre of land, and get my f- family a um, uh, a home that I could pass down for generations, and like that means a lot. That has you know the last name on the gates, and and everything is based off like the service of others. That's the thing that I realize within myself is I'm the type of person that wants to give more than receive, because I feel good doing that. It's a selfish thing too. I love giving like stuff out or like. If I have the opportunity to give every single person in my life that has helped me in any way, 10 G's, 50 G's, I'm going to do it. And like, But you can never ask me for money, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing that I, I – that's the one thing I know that's going to be, like, instilled in me. I remember I heard Kevin Hart say something like he has, like, the – he has, like, this one red button with every single family member. Mm. Like, if you – he has, like, a one-time thing. I think I know. I know what you're talking. Go ahead. About. He's like, he he was telling. He told everybody that that he cares about. Mm-hmm. He said, "You get one time for me. Mm-hmm. You can ask for how much ever you want." He's like, "But I'm gonna give it to you one time. You better do something with it. You better start a business. You better make it count. I don't care how low or how high." He's like, "If you ask for twenty dollars, that's your shot. Yeah. If you ask for." 50 G's, uh-huh. you better do something with it because you will never get another dime from me. And I like that. I think you need to have boundaries. And that's the one thing I learned about life, too, is, like, I'm starting to see the problematic things that a lot of people deal with, especially at work and family, is that nobody sets boundaries. Yeah. And you need to um, – it's all about communication and wording and power phrases that mm-hmm. people, like, end up being in problems within, within themselves and situations, especially at work. It's like, oh, you, you allow somebody to talk to you like that, you enable that. Is because you don't create a boundary. So, and when I'm in position, because I know I'm going, I'm going to be, is like you know, like you know, like I want to be able to give out money on my terms. Like I don't want you to ask for me for money. Like, I, I think it gets weird. Like oh, yeah. can I have like, if I didn't have that money, you would have tried to figure it out. But now mm-hmm. like you think I'm an easy outlet. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that's my not a fear, but that's something that you need to check. Yeah. Like w- when it's when it's coming from the heart is mm-hmm. different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like when you genuinely you see something like, oh, my niece or my sister needs m- maybe money for gas or money for whatever. It's just okay. Hey, here, like this, like here, like this is a little change for you. Uh, I hope this helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when someone's sitting there begging, it's just like it takes away everything and it just kind of like hardens your heart for it. You know what I mean? Like especially when it comes from like. For me personally, especially when it comes from someone that that's never helped you, mm. and I've seen you in your struggling points, you know what I'm saying. Right. So it's just a little different, but 
I always it's like I know I know um a couple of podcasts I listen to is like he was talking about uh, women for instance he was like you know like the less you ask for the more that you get you know and it's and, and I think that's that's true in all aspects especially you know on my end I feel like the ones that don't have to ask or don't beg like like you're going to be taken care of. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, I 100% agree. I feel like once you – I think people ask for stuff and you say no, they forget all the time you say yes. Mm. So it's like there's like the little bit of a feeling of like entitlement that you hear from somebody. They're like, oh, can I have this? Like, And you say no. You're like, well, you got money though. Like I'm your family. Or like, but like what the fuck? <laughs> like I don't give a fuck if you were my dad. Like – what the hell? Even my dad can't say that shit. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't owe you shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I don't care if I came from your nutsack. I don't care if I came from, I came, you, know, you birthed me. Like you ever feel entitled? Like I, ain't, you think I'm gonna want to do it because oh you're this to me? Like fuck out of here. Like yeah. I, you ain't getting shit. So I do believe that too. Like I mean that shit, bro. I am <laughs> ruthless when I come to like stuff that don't fit fit well with my soul. Like I'm super passionate about saying hell no, and letting you drown. And do you do you well, not do really. you listen? <laughs> Take that back. Do you do you do you listen to your intuition when it comes to that? Like when you get that feeling, because I I go off of like that first initial like thought. So w- whenever it's a it's a situation, say a situation, I just notice and I kind of like whether if it's like with money or anything, situation or relationship, and you kind of sit back and you see you see everything unfold. And that first initial, like, feeling like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, this don't sit right with me. Uh, I don't like how that, you know, transpired. Or even business. Like, mm-hmm. in a couple of business decisions that I made, uh, you know, I had numbers thrown at me, and it rubbed me wrong off the rip. And I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know about it. And I remember I came and talked to you about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just remember uh, the first thing that you said is like, it's like, yeah, if you don't know someone that's throwing out numbers on that end, it's like I, I would sit back and really evaluate and have like a full interview with like what their intentions is because you don't want to go into business with somebody who's, you know, at the end of the day trying to fill their pockets. You know what I mean? So um, do you go off of that initial instinct of, of your intuition? I believe in like trusting my gut mm-hmm. like 100%. Everything I've done in my life is trusting my gut. And sometimes like you have to learn the hard way by not trusting it. To then be like, fuck, I knew I was right. <laughs> like, shit. Like, that's how I feel. I remember this, Remember that there was like this walk that we had. I think we had like a good conversation the first time about the podcast. We like walked around Woodward. It was like me and you. Yeah. It was like this long walk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that time I was telling you, like, this is the reason why I like to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, by trusting my gut. Because mm-hmm. if I go off of what you give as a solution and advice, and I had something also that I wanted to do. But I'm like, you know what? I'll try yours. And then I try yours and then it's wrong. I'm going to blame you for it. Like, fuck, I should have never fucking listened to fucking John Doe over there. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have trusted my gut. And then let's say I do the thing that I was thinking originally and then it works out. I'm like, like, this is what you get, like, for not trusting yourself. Yeah. I think I, I'd rather trust myself because I'd rather make the mistake to then learn from it quicker than to, like, make a mistake based off a decision that I made from somebody else that came up with it and I just followed it because I just was scared to trust myself and I was willing to trust somebody who I thought knew and then I do their advice and then end up being wrong and then I judge them and make an excuse and I don't want to be in that world 
but I'm obviously I'm able to now be like, you know what, like I trusted their their word and it didn't work out. It's not their fault. You know, I trusted their word. They're not they had, they had good intentions, but it didn't work out. I'm able to do that now. But my intuition is what I think has survived me. Like there's always that little like feeling that you just get. Like you're just like this is a maybe I'm not trying to go out tonight. Something's not it doesn't feel well, it feels forced or when something feels forced, I don't do it. Or if, if I feel limited or if I feel mm-hmm. like in a box, my intuition tells me like this is um you're getting into somewhere where you're not gonna be happy in the long run. So I try to think macro instead of micro. Like focusing on like the bigger picture. So like trusting my myself and and giving myself the benefit of the doubt. And if I make a mistake, be open to it. Like I'm open to making a mistake. I want I actually wanna fuck up. Like I actually want to trust myself and if like my 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 thing is fuck it, is <laughs> that fuck it? Like go through that like process of making decisions and hopefully it goes my way. And if not, then I'll adapt. Yeah, facts, facts. Mm-hmm. And you know, <clears throat> one of the last questions that I did want to ask you, um, on terms of you know, trusting your instinct, trusting your gut when it comes to making decisions in your life, and you know, wanting to obviously be that light for you know other people and you obviously wanting to help other people um what do you feel like is the biggest thing that helps you in being you helps you in being Juan Moreno I feel like being who I always wanted to be I think I think some people don't know who they want to be like people will be like you know I don't know who I am I don't know what to do I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I was like, first, you're, and this is what I had to work through, which took me years. Even though I'm 26, when other people hear me say that, they're like, you're only 26. Like, But I was conscious like at 16, and I felt like I didn't know what the hell I was doing or I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I knew who I wanted to be because I was struggling with certain things. Like, let's say um, I struggled with articulating my feelings or communicating and not being a leader. And so I was running into walls of situations that would cause me to, you know, have arguments because I didn't know how to articulate myself. So it registered in my head. The reason why you're arguing is because you don't know how to articulate yourself and put your foot down and in a respectful way that people respect you for it. And you're not leading by example. So that's why people don't respect you. You're saying this, but then you're doing this. Mm -hmm. So I think people forget that you have to try things to know what you want to do with your life. So you can sit here and fucking think all day, like strategize all day and try to plan a lot. But at the end of the day, you will never figure out by thinking you figure out by doing. So like you need to do, try shit like for me, try, try the jujitsu, try the yoga, try the running, try this book. Try this job, try this field, try this thinking process, try how to articulate yourself this way, try these phrases, try like be practical. I think because that that gives you now an open window of you being like on the field to see, you know what, maybe um, this is actually what I want to do. I want to help people because I've struggled. So like I know what I've been through and I know a lot of people go through the same thing. So like I think not having a 
a vision board or a list or maybe in the back of your mind or on your cell phone or the things that you search, that things that you watch, books that you read, self-help books on things or characteristics of like who you want to be. If you don't have that, then you'll never really know what you want to do if you don't try things. And if you don't have a list of I want to be a leader, what's a leader? A leader is a good communicator, respected, leads by example, powerful purposeful with their words their intentions manifesting putting in the work like having people follow you and creating a vision that anybody can see and creating a team around you like and that's one thing i'm still working through is the team thing too because i'm Mm -hmm. i think i'm a lone wolf that i think um having a team would benefit me well and it's uh for me it's a necessity which i'm I need to figure out the team aspect, which I still am right now, and I'll figure it out to inevitable. But I think if you don't have a vision of who you want to be, and if you don't have, and if you're not trying things, I think that's what's holding you back. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But I, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, I appreciate you guys all for tapping in with us. You know, we're, we're continually growing. And, you know, I, I, honestly, bro, I see. At the end of the year, bro, we'll probably be at 10K on the TikTok for real. IG, we'll probably be in the 5K because, like, you guys, you guys are, you guys are amazing. You guys are supporting us. You guys are reposting our stuff. You guys are showing love co- consistently every episode. So we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you guys next episode on Self Revelations. Sheesh. What episode is it? 19.